Hello, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Walls. I'm your host, Lauren Springman, and on this podcast, you'll be informed, entertained, and educated on everything in the real estate industry. I would like to introduce our guest today. Her name is Layla Salome with Madison Properties. Welcome, Layla. How are you? I'm good. Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. I'm glad that you were able to um, join us. And um, I guess today we can announce, too, that we have Mike on the podcast. He's our intern for social media for Brian and Brian this summer. He's been doing awesome. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so Layla, how, um, how did you get started in the industry? Um, let's see. I was uh, last year in college, um, attended U of H. I was actually going to school for culinary. I was supposed to be <laughs> I, my you know, I love cooking and I was determined to become a chef and travel the world and do all these great things. <laughs> um, my father owned a construction company and I grew up around residential construction. And so my last year in college, he suggested I get my real estate license, which was so far from anything I uh, ever thought about. And I was like, well, yeah, it's like six or eight weeks. And so I said, okay, well, I'll do that. And I got my license and um, within a few weeks, I, I was, I started at a brokerage here in Houston, um, Greenwood King, just okay. as like a part-time gig. Cause I was still attending college. So um, yeah, that was kind of the start of my career. I was kind of going in through the motions, but not really anticipating staying in it and never right. leaving that was back in 2001 wow. so it's been a while <laughs> because I mean I totally get you know culinary and real estate they just go hand in hand <laughs> yeah right I'm always uh making dishes while I'm driving around it's a little hard to drive and pay attention <laughs> right you should totally have an open house but be the chef while everyone walks in yeah that's it I'm just yeah I think that would be definitely something people would remember <laughs> Yeah, you know, do something a little different. So, did you ever use your culinary degree? Yeah, here at home. (laughs) I ended up getting a degree, yes, and it was in culinary. Um, But no, I never, ever even went into the industry. I mean, I did some things here and there uh, during college, but nothing that was, you know, formal. So, no. So, I just do it for fun at home. Hey, well, maybe. That might work out for you though, because sometimes people who love to do what they, you know, go and you start being a cult, um, a chef. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I don't love it as much because you have to do it all the time. It's true. But you know, you are a mom out. too. So you have to do it all the time too. <laughs> that, well, that's true. I, although my son doesn't always love some of the dishes I create because they're a little bit, he's nine. And so it's okay. not something that, he, you know, his palate is not insanely yep. formed yet. So um, but it, it, it worked out because I, I knew that I'm really good at this. I found, I figured that out kind of halfway in 10 years in, I was like, you know, I think this is what I should be doing. So it all worked out. So what do you enjoy the most about it, about being an agent? Um, somebody asked me that the other day. It's funny. Cause it's, I, I think it's about bringing two people together, buyer and seller, whether I'm representing either side. It's about meeting everyone's needs and goals and closing a deal. And at the end of the day, both parties leave a closing table 
and everyone's happy. That's kind of the the goal each and every time I do it. And it, it really is fulfilling. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to put my finger on what part is it. Before, if you asked me 10 years ago, it's like, well, it's selling the American dream and yeah. letting people, you know, move into their home. But it's, yes, it's about that, but it's more about closing a deal that everyone is happy with both sides. Yeah, for sure. That's, um, that's a really good point. I like how you're being very like truthful because a lot of people do say that, you know, it's like to help people out in which I, you know, I would think that that's probably one of the attributes you have to have as a agent and as like a human, you know, to make sure that it's real and it comes off real. But at the end of the day, it is to make sure both sides are happy, not just the side that you represent. Yeah, I think that it was this, this answer would have, is ever evolving. I think that if you, like you said, you know, if you asked me 10 years ago, it was the other, mm -hmm. but now it's more so like making sure I get repeat business. And I can't do that without making sure everybody at the table is happy right. at that point. And that's a good point too. Mm -hmm. I think you just made the, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like for repeat business, it's not just the repeat beep repeat business as the person you're representing maybe the other person the seller you know that you're not representing may know people and be like okay they can refer you on and you know things like that and it can just keep trickling down it's happened many times where the opposite side of the table has called me to sell their house so let, let's say i'm representing the buyer we do a smooth deal four or five years later i get a call from the seller hey you helped so, and so, you know, you were on the other mm -hmm. side of the deal. I'd like you to help me sell this house. This it's weird, but I think everybody gets a sense of the way you work mm -hmm. in an environment that's so close knit buyer, seller, buyer's agent, listing agent. So it, it, it pays off for sure. For sure. And then sometimes he will just click better with somebody like another agent. It may not even be like that person, you know, that you know they like called you could it probably has nothing wrong with the other agent who knows no, but yeah, it's just you know sometimes people click and jive better together than others so yeah it is and I would think as an agent that's something that you would want to have like to be like because you're working with them so much and so often especially if you're a buyer's agent you know on the buying side of showing them all the properties you'd want to have that kind of like connection type feeling right and there's that I mean, when you say all the time, I mean, I'm talking, when I do work with somebody, you're literally working with them nonstop for, I mean, weeks, months, it depends, but yeah, you become extremely close. You're texting every day <laughs> or every other day. And mm -hmm. once it goes under contract, you are in full communication mode on a daily basis. So yeah, yeah it becomes, you, you have to jive with your client no matter what. Have you ever not jived or, you know, got along with a client and fired them or didn't fire them and just kind of like worked it on out? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can answer that. Okay. <laughs> well, so, no, no, no. I'm kidding. That's a joke. I, so what I found at this like 20 year mark is that I'm really selective and I couldn't be on year five and six. I took every, any and every deal that came across my desk, no matter what the connection was, you know, it was like, I was just hungry for the business. And right. so now I get to pick and choose a little more because I have built such a great foundation. And so there are times where 
I know something is not going to go in the direction of, you know, a place I want to go. So I won't even take on the business. I'm really selective about picking really nice clients. Um, and I don't know that I could have done that before. I just took any and everything. So I, I less and less do I have experiences that I dislike because of the person. It's more of about maybe the situation that none of us have any control over. Yeah. And now you're able to be selective. Like you said, in the beginning, you, you have to work that hard to be able to get where you're at now. Or if you were that selective in the beginning, I don't think you'd be as, you know, no. yeah. you know, successful well, as you are right now. Then in the beginning for you, like you said, you were taking all the business on. Was it ever like difficult to like, just be able to get along with so many different personalities, like with real estate, like agents in general, they always say they have to have a million different personalities. Like is that was that ever hard to do. Cause I think that might be hard for me to go. Yeah, with so no, it is. It is. You have to be like a, is it a chameleon? Mm -hmm. The lizard right. that changes. <laughs> yep. Okay. So that's how best I can describe my personality. Um, it, you do have to always adjust yourself to the different type people. I mean, this business is 10% about selling real estate and 90% about managing expectations and learning personalities and how pe your client works or how all the parties work in the transaction. Cause that's the only way you're going to get to a closing table is to really understand the psychology like behind each person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why they say the thing, you know, it's just, everybody has, that's just kind of key in this business. You definitely have to be a good people reader and read a lot of psychology books. There's this yeah. one, there's this one, um, I think maybe I had one or two, but I've on the podcast before and they were like a psychology degree or a therapist. And I was like, well, this is perfect for you. <laughs> all of the books I read, if you were to look at my audible library, it's all about the psychology. I, I just lean toward, not to make my business better just because that's what it's interesting. Me. Yeah. It's interesting to me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I like to read a lot about the psychology. And then I also like to read a lot about like the minds and thought processes of like serial killers, but that's I love that. <laughs> oh, you do? I, I'm not kidding. It's such a cool, it, it's just interesting to watch those. Uh, I, I watched the, what was it? I think the podcast is called Serial. Oh, on, uh, yeah, it's really good. Anyways, it's, it's definitely something I, it sparks interest in me. So I me just, too. Cause I'm always like, how, like, what is going through their brain? Like how does exactly. their brain really work? Like, I think it's a really good idea that I'm just going to go and stab someone today I think that's just <laughs> I mean I woke up on the right side of the bed and I thought it was time that I was going to change my killing strategy <laughs> I don't know it's just like <laughs> well they're they're generally like very intelligent like yeah people, serial killers like they're usually very intelligent people like Ted Bundy which yeah. is like I wonder, frightening <laughs> I wonder if some of them have to be on the spectrum too at some point oh for sure I think so I think that it takes a certain kind of person <laughs> to do those things. What, you don't want to do that? I don't understand. You didn't have that urge this I mean, morning? Uh, when I'm around my son, we have interactions and I'm just like, yeah, no, I, I no, no, I'm not. No, I'm like, <laughs> me too. I'm always like, I say this all the time, but I'm like, you guys need to go to your room because mom is going to be going to jail pretty soon, if not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm like, I true. totally understand why people do that. I never do it, but it, in my head, it, it comes. Yeah. A thought pops in. No. I have two girls, 10 and nine. So I totally get it. Oh yeah. Wow. That is okay. Well, I'm not going to complain anymore. I don't want to. <laughs> yes. That's a whole nother podcast. 
that's well you're making my stomach go up and down now <laughs> but anyways okay i digress so i guess since we're on the serial killer topic kind of what is the craziest thing that you've ever seen in the house okay i've seen a lot um craziest <laughs> i mean you can tell I a couple of I would say that happened about a year ago, or maybe about six months ago. I mean, if I had to pick the craziest, I'm not gonna say the guy that answered the door in his underwear or, uh, but the craziest is probably, um, I also have a construction company. And so we um, renovate houses, like hundred year old houses. And so I'm really familiar with walking through a house that is in terrible shape, like terrible shape. Um, so it doesn't surprise me at all if there's a hole in the middle of the floor in these, you know, the houses were built in the yeah. 1900s. And so oh, yeah. they're in major disrepair. So I was walking through a house and um, I entered kind of a garage apartment area. And I was told that there was no one in the house. And because I wasn't expecting anything, I was with my investor and he was, and we had masks on because this was recent and so it's hard to read someone's face all you saw was our eyes yeah and so <laughs> apparently there no one told us that there were renters in the garage apartment and so when I opened up the door I mean I'd already gone through the main house and when I opened up the door of the garage apartment and kind of walked in I just saw two feet little feet like my son's age <laughs> okay and I just they were sort of hanging out of um, a blanket on a bed and it, the house the garage major disarray it was bad so to see that I was like oh my god I, I kind of went to like oh my god is this person dead and I saw I was like exactly what I was thinking in my head I was like you can't see their head but their feet are dangling no they're sort of positioned on a bed like a kid would sleep and so they moved and I guess the kid didn't hear me I didn't really make a big ruckus when I was coming in because I didn't know that the house was vacant mm -hmm. anyhow needless to say I called the agent and was like there's people living in the garage because I did you know the kid was like probably 10 to 12 mm -hmm. and he was caught off guard and I said I'm so sorry you know and she just um, I closed the door and but at the same time, I never saw an adult. And it was I was just scary. gonna say, where's the parents at? I called the agent and the listing agent and said, hey, this is the deal. And um, she's like, well, the back house is rented. And so that just scared the heck out of me. Um, yeah, I instantly was gonna be like, oh my God, this is gonna be my first dead body that I've ever seen. Uh, but that just, yeah, no, it was fine. All was good. I think the mom was at work. The kid was at virtual he was taking, he was taking classes virtually. Again, I don't know why he was at home by himself, mm -hmm. but it just freaked me and my client out. We just like, oh my God, we just. It's really nice it. for the heads up from the other agent, you know. Like, no, hey, I know. I was like, how would you not? I mean, yeah, it was anyhow. So that's probably the, that one got my adrenaline pumping, but yeah. there's plenty of stories I have, but none of them really got me going like that. That, that would make my heart, I'd be like, my mind, like you said, like you would start thinking about like murder, like my mind would just like start instantly, just as you were talking about it, not like I could only imagine being in that position. I thought you were going to say, 
Oh, go on. No, I, I mean, I wanted to call the police at the point where, where I was, I was like, where's an adult? I have a child. My clients right. never had children. So he's just like, he's just hanging out by himself. I'm like, no dude, like he, he, I don't know that he should be in, in bed. And I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyhow. And it was like 2 PM. So oh. I don't know. It just was an odd situation. So very um, odd. They're lucky you didn't call the cops or anything. Okay, guess what? There's a kid laying in bed. We don't know where the parents are. Well, one of the reasons was my client wanted to make an offer, and I thought that would ruin our negotiating <laughs> because when there was like 14 offers on that house, I feel so, like that might be a little bit of a deal breaker there. If I called the cops, <laughs> so yeah, I just, I just said. I'm going to take care of this later. And I even drove by at night just to kind of see if the lights were on and if there was a car in the driveway. Yeah. I hopefully think there's an adult present. Anyhow, that was that. Was there a car in the driveway? Yes, there was. Okay, good. <laughs> that was sweet that you went back though, because as a mom, like that would be, I would be like, if I walked into a house. Stop thinking. Yeah. Like all the thoughts as a parent and, you know, as a mom goes straight, like running into your head. Oh. Yeah. Well, at least I the first know. dude had his underwear on though. <laughs> yes that was one of my first deals and it scared the heck out of me and um uh, yeah that was so interesting no shirt just like boxer briefs and he was probably 70 <laughs> okay so yeah that's i was yeah, picturing you know i was picturing like i was I was just gonna say he's past the point of caring at that point if he's 70. He is. He was smoking a cigarette. Him, yeah. uh, did he have a mirror in his hand too? I feel like he was like, hey, what's up? Uh, That's retirement. Probably. Probably. I thought you were gonna say when you said the vacant home, uh, it was last week or the week before, and there was we Mike and I did two podcasts and literally back to back they said something about a closet. The one was she's like, Yeah, I was walking in, there's nobody in the house. She's like and because the house was vacant and then she's like and then all of a sudden this dude opens the closet door and walks out with a backpack on. I was like, he was coming from the closet yes he was in the closet and she walked in because she was showing it or getting it ready or whatever and yeah this and there was supposed to be nobody in it and this dude just <laughs> walks out with a backpack out of the closet I was like okay oh, he's coming Maybe out that now was his way of coming out of the closet <laughs> that's exactly what I said <laughs> That's bad. I, you like, I don't like that. Nah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> so um, I know, right? Right on, man. It is the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do it some way. <laughs> I mean, I think that'd be the best. That's, he should have videoed it and then it would have been like viral. That was it. Yeah. He could have posted it, got it over with. It's done. It's out. Done. There. Hey, mom and dad, what's up? <laughs> 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 okay yeah. um, anyway. so do you work with a team or solo oh let me answer that um chloe and molly are my team members everybody seems to laugh oh, god i have a long answer for that <laughs> i'm solo i should have a team of six people it's ridiculous how much volume i'm doing right now and yeah. i'm doing it alone and um my team consists of these guys and um they're little, I know this is audio, oh. so um, it consists of dogs, and um, they add zero value to zero. all yeah. of my deals. <laughs> I feel like they might add a little bit more stress, you know, like, play with me, play with me. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I have a, 
I have a problem working with people. It's a, it's speaking of psychology books, there's certain personalities that work well with others. I, I don't know how to delegate. Therefore, uh, it's very hard to hire anybody. And once I'm so deep in it, I just can't reverse, even though this is definitely the year that I need to consider a full-time assistant because I am working 15 hours a day, you know, and when I'm on vacation, I'm on my phone and, you know, I don't, I am too. I do all of it and it's rough. It's hard. Uh, well, I mean, so I at least assistant might be able to help you to like do showings and do like the back end things, not so much as like the contracts and the intense stuff that, you know, like that you do, maybe just the little things. Paperwork. Absolutely. Paperwork, yeah. Phone calls. There, it's funny. All the people I'm working with Pick up right the dry now. Cleaning. Exactly. Walk these dogs. Walk these dogs. <laughs> um, let's see. All the, it's poop. funny. All the transactions I'm working on are, I only talk to other assistants. And so it's like, I should have an assistant. The fact that I only talk to their assistants means they have it together. I apparently don't. <laughs> They're a team. It's a team of zero. Um, or you have so, it more yeah. together. So you don't need an assistant. Depends what way um, you look at it, right? I guess, like, I guess, yeah. She's like, eh. it's possible. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I'm going to go with, yeah, would... you have all these deals going on and you still look beautiful today. I mean. Thank you. I, I just brushed my hair and put some earrings on for you. Oh, good. <laughs> um, my hair is big curly, so I don't brush it in the mornings. I just put it in a ponytail. <laughs> I would look I like a lion mean. if I brushed my hair when it's <laughs> Which is why I kind of look like an line because I and brushed no it. no one wants to see that. That's why we only <laughs> put the audio on. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. Well, do you have any like advice or words of wisdom before we get going for anybody, agents, clients, new agents? Uh, let's see, a words of wisdom. I would say- The 10 year old in the bed without a parent. <laughs> well, I got something to say about that, but- um, let's see. I would say know that contract, know it real well. I think so many people get in this business to make lots of money because they get, they see all these shows and stuff and, um, they think oh, real estate is the way to go. It's something that is going to make me make six figures on uh, and just work, not work hard, you know, and you can get a real estate license and a month, I think, or, or less. You can take it at night. And right. It's just something that is easily, you can easily get a, a real estate license, but there's so <laughs> many people that I hear on the other side of the table, agents that just don't know that contract. It scares me because I'm thinking they're representing somebody in probably the biggest purchase they'll make in their life. I mean, we all know houses are probably the most expensive asset we'll yeah. And to be represented by someone that doesn't know what each paragraph really means in that contract, it, it is scary. Um, and so that's key. I think uh, knowing, <clears throat> knowing what they're signing and, and knowing the, you know, market conditions and what's happening. I, I wake up every morning and I check the market at 630. This is a ritual that I've had since I started. I'm a big numbers person. So that's just part of my daily routine. Just like brush your teeth, 
check the market every morning, no matter what. So that's key in being successful long-term if you're going to stay in it. I like that. That's knowledge is key. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for um, being on the show again, Layla. And I hope everyone has a great day. Remember, if you're looking for a reliable inspection company, please check out our website at inspectorteam.com for Brian and Brian Inspections. See you guys next time.